Hey, Long Island listeners, this is Nassau County Executive Laura Curran. Be sure to stick with your political go-to station, 103.9 LI News Radio. All right. It's always great to have her in a usual spot. It is the final Tuesday of the month. She is the County Executive of Nassau County. Laura Curran, great to have you. Hope you're doing well. Good morning, Jay. I'm fine, thanks. How are you doing? I am doing uh, fantastic. Uh, moving along into these phases, phase three. Everybody's enjoying it. Uh, I know you've been outspoken regarding the malls. I know that's kind of on hold, maybe a little, you know, kind of wait and see approach there. I know you've been pushing it. I know, and I kind of like that. Uh, as far as what the state has in mind here, give me, uh, well, give me your thoughts as far as how phase three is going in your neck of the woods and where you think we're at right now with phase four in general. Right now, it's going very, very well here in Nassau County, here on Long Island. In Nassau County, we, the number that I'm watching very, very closely is the number, the percentage of people testing positive out of all people tested. So, we're testing anywhere between 3,000 and 5,000 people a day here in Nassau. And our percentage of testing positive just continues to go down. Over the weekend, we were at 0.7, 0.6. Yesterday, I could announce the day before, we were at 0.5%. So when you think about it, the decimal point has moved three points. We were at 50% back at the surge. 50% of everyone being tested, tested positive. Now we're at 0.5%. So the concern, of course and top of mind for everyone that I'm talking to is what's going on in the rest of the country where we're seeing these surges, these spikes. They're concerned about hospital capacity and infection rates. So, you know, we're, we're, we're Long Island, but we're not an island in and of ourselves. So we have to just continue using our common sense. Our residents, our businesses are doing a great job. I mean, another amazing statistic is that since we started to reopen, so we're looking in other parts of the country, Reopening means a surge in cases. We started reopening well over a month ago when we got into phase one. Our COVID hospitalization rates since that day have dropped 85%. So we're practicing common sense. We're doing things in an intelligent way, and we're seeing the benefit of it. Um, but if, you know, people travel, things happen, uh, people, you know, there's some outbreaks, that's the thing we have to be careful of. But, you know, I just, I, I don't like lecturing people, Jay. It's not my thing. But I would just urge our residents to keep doing what you're doing. With the social distancing and the PPE, the masks for this particular virus really do work. Those are sort of the, uh, the vehicles to freedom so that we can get the economy really getting where it, back where it needs to be. You know, and listen, uh, we implore people on a daily basis. Uh, if, you, if you wear the masks, you keep the distancing and everything else where you can, you know what? You're going to be better off. The fact of the matter is that the uh, the masks are, are preventative and, and will stop the transmission for the most part as far as this virus is concerned. You know, what you're seeing now in other parts of the country, most notably in Florida, are, are people, mainly young people, who have been congregating and all, you know, not in compliance. I mean, that's what you see here as far as some of these spikes are concerned. Uh, mainly some belt southwest into the coast. Uh, but in general, you know, the messaging, what you like here on the island and around, that the fact that the messaging has gotten to people, most people are in compliance, and that's why you've seen some of these numbers. That's exactly right. People understand what it is they have to do. 
Um, and, you know, we also know being outside is good. That's a good way to, to reduce the risk. So, you know, people are doing it. And I, I'm encouraging everyone to enjoy the beautiful things that our island has to offer in the summertime. We're opening our county pools on July the 5th, which is this Friday, right before the holiday weekend. We have food trucks now at the pool, so people can text their order and have a runner bring it over. So that makes it more fun. We have food trucks in Eisenhower Park. Nickerson Beach, um, you know, that's the one county beach that we operate. At Even at 50% capacity on these really gorgeous weekend days, we have not gotten near capacity yet. So they're safe. Um, it's a good way to enjoy the summer, go out on the boat, whatever it is that you do. You, the sports are opening up again. Now, the one thing that I just have to say is there is risk in every single thing we do in life. There is no, there is nothing that we do that is 100% safe. You know, walking down the street, driving a car has a lot of safety hazards. Do we not drive a car? No, of course not. We have seatbelts. We have traffic safety laws. These are the things that mitigate risk. Is the virus gone? Do we have a vaccine? No. In the meantime, we don't have to stop living our lives because we know now, we've learned enough in these four crazy four months that we've just been through, what works to reduce the risk. And people, i got to tell you, people in Nassau County are doing it, which is why we're seeing these amazing numbers. Uh, <laughs> that isn't necessarily the case in other parts of the country, or the world for that matter. No question. And what about the malls? Because, you know, we, we heard the governor state something about air filters, special filters, you know, the particles and everything else. Ventilation, we know, could be a key issue here uh, when it comes to those uh, malls. Uh, you know, gyms, separate story, movie theaters, I get it. What about some of the mall operators? I know they're not happy because it's really not a given as far as when phase four gets underway on the island. What about that aspect right now? So malls had been in phase four, which is set to start next week, next Wednesday. Uh, I actually, before, had been pushing for them to go into phase two because they're retail. And I felt that, you know, if we can open up our Macy's and our TJ Maxx and, you know, mom and pop shops, we could do the mall safely as well. Uh, then we learned that it's not even in phase four anymore, along with the movie theaters and what was the other one? Movie theaters. Oh, and Jim. They were taken out of phase four, so we don't know when they're going to reopen. Now, um, I was happy to see that there is a way that mall operators could reopen if they put in the special filter in their HVAC. That gives me some hope that we can get that done. Um, I have to speak to the mall operators to see you know, what that looks like, if it's onerous, how much does it cost, what's the time frame here, but that tells me that we can reopen. Now, these malls are so important to our economy. They employ thousands upon thousands of people. They pay a lot of money, hundreds uh, altogether, all combined, hundreds of millions of dollars in property taxes across both counties. And that funds your school districts and your county government, town, et cetera. Uh, they're real economic drivers. And if any one of these doesn't make it, goes under, you know, their tenants can't pay the rent, whatever the situation is, that will be a huge impact on the rest of our economy and the rest of you know the rest of the of the taxing situation as well. Yeah, it's something to watch uh, for sure. And we know you know Roosevelt Field in particular. There, uh, th- these are these are money makers and these are contributors as as far as the uh, the engines of the economy right now. So that's something to certainly keep an eye on. Uh, let's uh, let's head over to something uh, near and dear to both of us. That's the Coliseum. 
uh, the NYCB Live uh, over there in Uniondale. And, of course, you know, it was, it was kind of a, almost like a blindside as far as the shuttering of the Coliseum. And I get it, pandemic and everything else. But, of course, you know, I think about our New York Islanders and, uh, you know, who knows where they're going to play. Uh, you know, we, we hope. We hope we don't get them back to Brooklyn when we get back into some sort of normality next season. But what can you tell us right now regarding the the Coliseum and everything else and where it stands right now as far as ownership and, and where we can go possibly as a as a suitor, a possible one? Yeah, so that that was a bit of a blindside, wasn't it? Um, I know that there are lots of very high-level conversations going on and my goal, if I were in charge of all of this, would be to continue to with, with the plan of having the Islanders play before they go to Belmont in 2021, to, to play uh, the season right before that that's going to be starting, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, later this year at the Coliseum. I think that would be the best outcome of all. Now, we don't know what arenas are going to look like by October we don't know what the rules are going to be. We don't know what the story is with the virus, if we have a vaccine or a treatment. Obviously, that those would be huge game changers. But I am proudly wearing my Islanders face mask when I'm out and about. Um, I'm, I'm, I am also hopeful that the next time this, – okay, this is what I can tell you. I am hopeful that the next time the Islanders play in New York State, it's going to be in Nassau County, one way or the other. Okay, that's uh, that's something to certainly uh, to keep an eye on. Listen, uh, and and you know something, Mikhail Prokhorov, who was you know a billionaire in his own right, we get that, but you know nobody's immune to this. You know, it, it, listen, it's all about trying to get a little revenue in when you don't have the concerts and everything else. This is what happens, and you start to think, and you know, it was uh, a reaction in which you know a businessman like Prokhorov is decided, you know what, uh, he can't do it anymore because he doesn't see that stream coming in. But we'll see what happens. I listen. Fingers crossed, as you said, season, they're, they're skating right now, but again this morning with 26, 26 players uh, right now testing COVID uh, positive. That's uh, not a good sign. You know, only hope, and I said this earlier, Laura, you know, you only hope with all the sports coming into play here that the roadblocks of these positive tests uh, don't uh, completely shutter the plans right now because I think we all need it. We all want to see you know, somewhat of a safe stream back into play here. But, boy, I tell you, dicey moments right now in the world of sports, you know? Yeah, and, and it's a really, I mean, think about the people who operate arenas, just the amazing losses that they have maintained, that they have suffered throughout this pandemic. I mean, so many businesses. You think about the catering hall operators. A lot of these are family-owned businesses. They've been in a couple of generations. And a lot of them don't know if they're going to make it. They don't know what phase they're in. They don't know what their rules are. I mean, and these are serious money makers. They're serious employers. They generate a lot of revenue for the economy and for local government. And to think that any one of them could go under is is really, really devastating and depressing. And it would have a, such a serious impact, ripple effect. When you think about something like a catering hall, for instance, you know, they have the, all the ancillary businesses, the florists, the photographers, the dressmakers, all of those events that you know, keep a lot of people busy, keep a lot of people working, and are really important for our economy. I Without think we're going to take us a long time to recover. And the other thing we're seeing, Jay, is food insecurity. We're um, sponsoring food drives with Island Harvest. We're sponsoring a, a food pantry down in 
Long Beach with Long Island Cares. We're, we're supporting the inn where we can. And we're seeing huge lines of people in their cars on foot to get food because they don't have the paychecks. We're actually doing a huge mega food distribution tomorrow at the Coliseum at the parking lot um, in the afternoon. So rain or shine, we'll be out there with Island Harvest giving out food for families. Is something uh, very good to keep in play. People are still, still in uh, in a hurting mode without question. So it's uh, it's a great thing to to keep that going. Uh, Laura Kern with us, County Executive Nassau. Uh, you know, speaking of revenue streams, and we got this July Fourth uh, upon us now. Uh, you know, fireworks canceled all over the place. All the great shows, Jones Beach, and everything else. Uh, but still, yes, yes, we read about an uptick as far as fireworks are concerned. Regarding some of the residents, maybe showing a little bit of frustration on their end, but certainly that was in the news for the last couple of days here. Yeah, I think people are very frustrated with being cooped up. Uh, I'm sure they're annoyed that a lot of these fireworks have been canceled. I know the town of Hempstead did one down on the South Shore on Saturday. That was very, you know, people in their cars. It was very well received. Uh, with Almost Queen, the band, the tribute band playing. So that was nice. However, we have seen, get this, Jay, a 400% increase in calls for those illegal fireworks that are going off to our police than we did this time last year. 400% more calls. So uh, my concern when I hear that, you know, you always pick up the paper after these fireworks, and the last thing I want to read is some kid who blew off his fingers or someone lost an eye or some terrible burn or injury. I would just please, everyone, please be safe with these things. They are explosive devices. We did a demonstration last week just to show how devastating the impact could be. We put an M80 inside a watermelon and blew it up, and the thing just was demolished. Pieces everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's a tough thing. you got to be very careful, but you certainly... You know, you get a sense as, uh, you know, as the fourth approaches, you get a sense of the frustration out there as far as the folks, you know, there. Listen, it's, it's an alteration as far as everyone is concerned, as far as lifestyle and everything else. But uh, certainly a show of uh, extreme uh, frustration on the part of many. Um, you know, I, I like the stand you took uh, as far as the statue of Theodore Roosevelt outside county headquarters in Mineola, and you basically stated, you know what, it's going to stay right where it is. And uh, this is all, you know, amidst of the uh, taking down of these statues and everything else. And I think, uh, you know, yeah, listen, I, and I've said this all along, you know, where the Confederacy is shown, whether it be a flag, a statue, yes, absolutely, tear him down and whatnot. But Teddy Roosevelt, 26th president of the, of the United States, did some great things as a, as a president. Uh, and I think people should really kind of take in a little bit of the history of of one has or has had in 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 the history of our nation before they jump to conclusions. Because I know there's just one broad, you know, brush people like to paint with on this stuff here. But I like the stand you took as far as keeping it uh, keeping it uh, all in the midst of the conversation. Teddy Roosevelt, so we, uh, the building, it's the, te it's the Theodore Roosevelt Executive and Legislative Building in Mineola. It's, that, it's an old courthouse, and Teddy Roosevelt actually laid the cornerstone, I believe it was in 1900 when the, when the building was built. And there's a gorgeous statue, lovely statue of you know, him pointing and very forward-looking. And you think about well, his legacy. Well, first of all, he was a, a Nassau County guy. He had his summer White House in Oyster Bay. 
there's beautiful Sagamore Hill that was just renovated a few years ago. And I think that believes up again in phase four, by the way, if people haven't been in a while. Um, he did real, you know, the first president to do real consumer protection, taking care of, of consumers and making sure that the monopolies did not totally take over. What he did for conservation and our beautiful national parks, getting that whole system going. Uh, history is a nuanced and complicated thing, but I believe his boldness and his vision is something that, as an elected official, I aspire to. So I, um, you know, I wanted just to be very clear how I felt about it. And again, you know, I implore people to know history, read history. Roosevelt was a great president in a lot of ways. And yes, there's a bit of an affiliation with which we all want to kind of rid ourselves of, but it's impossible. Uh, you know, you can erase, but you're never going to eradicate, as I've been saying all along. So sometimes symbols are meant to be because it's a reminder of what we should never be. And I have always implored that as far as the thinking and everything else here, because, you know, we have seen, you know, just recently, George Washington, uh, you know, was uh, faced with paint and everything else just happened, as a matter of fact, in the last day or two. So, you know, it's sad to see some of this stuff, but, you know, in, in some certain cases, in some cases, absolutely, uh, they should be taken away, never uh, being out there, because, you know, those, those are reminders that, that we should just, you know, completely completely uh, eradicate as far as memory is concerned. It's tough to do so, but there are others like Roosevelt that should remain in place. Um, property tax and on that, all- on that one, just one thing I would say is let's learn from history. Let's, let's go deep, you know, beyond the sloganeering and, and the sort of broad brush. Let's go down deep and really examine history. It is, I mean, I always love studying history. It's fascinating. There's so many layers and so many nuances and complications and contradictions and imperfect people and uh, struggles. And it, it is, let's use this as an opportunity to really deeply examine and study our history. Property tax extension, what is it now, August 5th? Is that the new date? Uh, G- July 1, July 1. So we got it extended for three weeks, uh, which the law allows. That's the extension. We got the permission from the governor, did the executive order. Then we um, had to go back and get another executive order permission to make sure about the penalties and the fees that people don't have to, you know, pay extra dating back for those three weeks. So we got that cleaned up for people. You know, it's complicated, uh, but we wanted to make sure we were giving people as much breathing room as we possibly could because we know, you know, everybody is struggling. No one is immune from this. No question about it. Uh, what what else do we need to know as far as going forward? You know, we, we have certainly quelled the numbers in such a big way, as you mentioned. You know, phase three, phase four looms large. Uh, people are st- starting to get back to the swing of things, into offices and everything else. You know, it's, it's kind of a new normality as far as the business world is concerned, but Overall, you get a pretty good feeling as far as, you know, what you have been through, uh, my goodness, in the last, what, four and a half months or so. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll have a pretty good finish to the rest of the year. What's your overall feeling right now is where you stand? Well, I tend to be a very optimistic person. I think uh, I'm so impressed with our residents, with our business owners, with our parents, our teachers. Everybody has done a fantastic job in very difficult circumstances. Life basically turned upside down. And 
I think if we just keep doing what we're doing, keep using common sense, we will be fine. We're keeping a very close eye on what's going on in the rest of the country. Uh, I think Governor Cuomo's idea of asking people who are coming from high-risk states to quarantine for a little while just to make sure they're in the clear, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I say to our wonderful residents here in Nassau County, I'm very proud of you. Let's, let's keep it going. Keep it going. One thing regarding the police and the protests, uh, they've been somewhat mild. That's a good thing uh, in our neck of the woods here. But it looks like the county now, is, it's going to be equipping the police with body cameras in full. What's the latest on that now? So we took the first step towards a procurement process, and that is putting what is called a request for expression of interest, RFEI. You know, these, this technology has evolved a lot in the past few years. We want to look at what the plans, possible plans are, what the costs are, how the implementation works, and going to involve all the stakeholders, the district attorney, the police union, community people, uh, to make sure that we do this in the right way. Excellent. And Nickerson Beach, just to make it clear, that is going to be, I think it was it, July 10th starts Tribeca. Is that what it is? Yes. So this is a lot. This is great. Tribeca chose Nickerson, chose Nassau County, um, as one of its locations for its summer film festival. So a wide range of films being shown that Tribeca has picked. And it, we found that our partnership with the Coliseum and the uh, the drive-in there did really well. The very first weekend, all shows sold out for the first weekend really quickly, well before the weekend. So there's a real demand for this. It's part of our new, as my friend calls it, our new abnormal. Uh, so that's very exciting. That's going to be going on for several weeks. And um, you can check it out and pick a movie and go have some fun. Good. One last thing. Uh, listen, uh, you, who knows? Waves one, waves two. Uh, to me, it's about being equipped. Are you comfortable right now as far as the testing sites up and around, we talked about some of the minority areas, Freeport, Hempstead, Elmont, all in play. We know that. Uh, we know about the hospitals, the equipment, and everything else. Are you comfortable right now, God forbid, uh, if we get an uptick here? Yes. I am confident that we have the capacity. We certainly are doing a lot of testing. There's still testing going on at Jones Beach. That's reduced quite a bit. And we do our, we've partnered with our community clinics, the FQHDs in Elmont, Westbury, Freeport, and Hempstead. That's still going five days a week, antibody and viral testing. We've partnered with Mount Sinai South Nassau to do uh, testing down in Long Beach because that has been identified as a high-risk area as well. That's happening. So I would encourage everyone, if you have any questions, if you've had it in the past, you want the antibody test, if you think you've been exposed, please get tested. When we test and we can track the positive cases, isolate them, that is how we keep ourselves from getting a spike. That And it works. I've got a great contact tracing team at our Department of Health, have been working nonstop, as you can imagine, and that's another big part of the reason of why we've had such success in mitigating the, the spread. Questions about testing and, and those who are asymptomatic, can they, if they want to test, Laura, can they get that test? Yes. If you go to one of our clinics, the community clinics, FQHDs, they're called. If you go, if you believe you've been exposed, you can get a test. You do not have to have symptoms. In fact, now we know, we've learned so much, asymptomatic, there are more asymptomatic people than we thought. And that is key. So, you know, listen, yeah. if you're asymptomatic, you can carry that infection and pass it on. 
uh, to mom and dad and the grandparents. Uh, you don't want that. So it's good if you're asymptomatic, you feel like you want to test, you're not feeling maybe, you know, you might have a trickle of a sign here. It's good that you can get tested. Uh, always a pleasure. You stay well. Keep doing the job. We'll talk to you again as we get into July. How's that? Jay, I thank you very much, and I look forward to talking to you next month.